As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to our day two bonus episode. This is the bonus episode for day two storyboarding. So if you haven't, go back and check that episode out where we profile the entire second day with the AJ and Smart team covering the zero app design sprint. And then come back here and listen to the full interview of Michael Smart, which we recorded at the end of that day two, you'll get to hear a bit more about how he and the AJ and Smart team think about storyboarding and this second day of sprinting. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, where your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. Day two, I mean, this is the really, um, my favorite part of the sprint, right? We, 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 come into the, we come into the room on Tuesday morning and you kind of 
got to imagine this kind of art gallery set up, right, where everybody has had a chance to to kind of let their ideas go and 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 take some time away, yeah, uh, from 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 their work. And uh, now we're kind of in a room and we're uh, we're all eager to kind of turn these concepts around because we do it in a way that's uh, almost like a nice big reveal. And um, we started going through these. We kind of turned these around, and you, it never ceases to amaze me in every sprint. Um, even if people are feeling like the day before, they get to the end of the day, it's like, oh, I'm not sure if I got my idea out okay, and I, did I draw that well enough, or the copy there, I'm not sure. But everybody comes in on Tuesday morning forgetting all of that, you know, this sleeping and letting it just just simmer and this kind of like – pens down, tools down, let's come back to it tomorrow and, let, and let's then critique our work. Um, it never ceases to amaze me how many great ideas are presented from, from all angles of the teams, from every member, right? Um, never ceases to amaze me how many great ideas are around the room as you go through these first 15, 20 minutes and you're going through just silently yourself looking at all of these solution sketches and you can just see the nod the nodding heads if you know if you if you can take a moment yourself and look around at your at your colleagues walking around and you can just see the absolute joy on their faces as they're going around going yes what a great idea you know <laughs> and um for the customer as well you know there was a few and i, I and um i think you'll have this in the recording um <laughs> a few just like out loud like fuck yeah moments you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you can swear swear here in canada but uh down in down under down in australia it's pr- profusely uh kind of <laughs> brandished around so it's just like you know and and i'm there and it's great it's always just great you know our team aj and smart we put our everything into into every sprint that we do no matter who the customer is that walks through we're just so keen to help people solve their problems and to get a fuck here you know like within two minutes of turning around the concepts is is uh is definitely rewarding for 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 us and i think for the customers as well they're just walking around going amazing like we really now almost have enough ammunition here for, for for two years of work sometimes, right? You could fill your agile and your dev team backlog if, if you're doing a digital product, right? Uh, you, you could fill it up uh, basically nice. with the ideas that are, that are in the room there. So when Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices, construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Yeah, exactly. about the storyboarding process yesterday. Um, kind of gotcha. what did it look like? Right. So like, like if I was there, what would I be seeing? Yeah. So that's that. And I'll just add a caveat, right? It's my fate that the, the Tuesday morning is my favorite part of the sprint because you're really just, here's my analogy, right? On Monday, we, we, we're almost like 
especially when you get into the Monday afternoon, it's almost like turning up, like a builder turns up to his building site. He's got a stack of bricks there. And he kind of like on Monday puts them together in some way, you know, like he kind of builds a bit of a wall. And then at the end of the end of the day on Monday, he kind of like puts his tools down and goes, all right, I've built a wall today. You know, I'll put my tools down. I'll come back tomorrow and we'll see how good that is. Like, is it still standing? And, and that's really what we do then on the Tuesday. And you're kind of coming back and going, fuck, all right. It's still standing, but right. <laughs> you know. But you know, we can improve it. And now it's like we've got to make it real, right? You look at your blueprint, and you kind of go, "Cool." So I've got the I've got all the building blocks here. It's still standing. Foundations there. Now we have to go and build the rest of the house. And there's also this kind of moment that you have to help the customers through in the sprint, where you're going through the decision making process in the morning on Tuesday, and you're, you're careful not to get carried away that all the cool ideas get through. Like we're very careful to make sure that we're we're checking back in with our sprint questions, like our blueprint. It's like you can really get carried away with some of the cool shit that's gonna, you know, that comes up in the room. But you want to also make sure that we're clear with ourselves that. It, we're not here to build the fanciest prototype or the fanciest drawing or to get the coolest ideas. We're actually here to answer our spring questions. And, and that's always like a, a kind of grounding moment. So you have this like real mixed bag of emotions on the Tuesday, this elation, like we've got it, we've cracked it. And we go through the voting and the decision-making process, helping the decider, you know, this is, this is the most amount of information that, that, that decision-makers have really had. To, to, to make their decisions. Usually it's kind of somewhere jammed in between four Jura fixes. They've had like proposal after proposal. They've looked at slide decks and all of this jazz. And it's like, you just get like bombarded with, okay, we need to make a call. And it's almost impossible for these decision makers. And for the first time, if you're in a sprint process, all of the tools and all of your colleagues are in the room at the same time. And they've already given you their kind of like opinion through dots Right. So it's not like you're already like really drained from all of this long winded discussion. You're just like you're there as a decider. You've, you're empowered almost like the prime minister, you know, in your cabinet have kind of said, look, I really think, Bob, we need to do this, this and this because of these reasons. And, and that's it. And, you've, and you're there as a decider and you're like, cool, I've heard I've heard you speak. Thank you so much for all that advice. And here's here's my decision for this week. Right. There's always this this like lowering the 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 threshold or the, the threshold of the, the the pain of making this decision. It's like let's let's just make a call on this this week, right? Because we're gonna put it in front of our users and then we're gonna find out from them if this lands or if is this idea has it got legs, you know, right now. Maybe it's something for the future, right? They're like, ah, not sure. And you're like, okay, cool. We tried it now. We 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 thought it would work, but actually, you know, maybe it's we're just not just not ready. But this thing that we tried over here, and this happens often in sprints as well, like these little flourishes you just stick in the prototype or, or in your drawings and they come through and they're landing and resonating, you know, like speaking volumes to the customer. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Now, back to the show. So as we, we look at the storyboarding, you guys do it in three parts. Um, talk to me what's different about the book and, and your philosophy and how you guys approach it. Gotcha. So there's actually like one other pros- uh, one other little exercise that we've introduced before storyboarding. Um, as I say, once you've got your decision, you know what ideas you want to test. We've got our sketches. There's a real hard 
moment for teams to kind of really go from these sketches. Everything's tangible. We have a pretty good idea of what we want, but now we actually have to turn it into a, almost like a comic book of what the test is going to be like, right? So it's not, everything's not going to be working in the prototype. Everything's not going to be tappable. So we have to kind of present it in a way that feels natural to the user when they're looking at it. And so we created this new exercise. It's called the user test flow. And what that is, is um, essentially kind of a, a, a written version of the storyboard that every person on the, on the team will get a chance to write. So that looks like the, what that looks like is essentially everybody will have six steps. It's almost like six chess moves that you can move your user from where they would normally come into contact with this product or your product or your service. Where would they normally come into contact with that? Is that that they get recommended from a friend and they get a WhatsApp message or do they read a blog on a, uh, and they, and they kind of like go through that way and to discover or, um, you know, has it been a post on Facebook or Instagram? So we try to like get, everybody's perspective of where they think usually customers come in. And then we also look at what's the, because of the concepts that have been voted up, what's the, what's the goal here? What's, what's the final thing that we want our customer to kind of do. And we put these two end posts there and we get everybody to write the steps in between. They need to write four, four steps in between. And that's just a way of us to already start getting our team and everybody in the sprint to start thinking about this is like really like a linear story. We know in the real world it won't be linear, but right now for the test, this is a linear story that we have to put together. And we want to put the right things in front of the user that will answer our sprint questions. So we don't necessarily, it might mean there's that really cool thing, but actually we need really answers on this tiny little text on the button or something like that. And so we want to make sure that we're putting the right screen from the drawings into the prototype and into the test. Nice. So the user test flow is a short, it's about 30 minute exercise all up. And it just, I found that over the years, it just removes a huge amount of the discussion from the storyboarding sessions right away up front before we even start storyboarding because everybody now has it in their mind that we're going through these kind of six steps, right? Um, and that just starts the foundation of the, of the storyboard. So our storyboard is by no means only six cells or six kind of like moments that people are moving through, but we've limited it to six so that we can stop the stop the storyboard and stop the prototype just bloating way out of proportion, right? By by purposely limiting ourselves to the six most important things that we want to show our customers and get feedback on, then we make sure that we're not like setting ourselves up for failure on prototyping day because it's very easy, right? Prototyping day, Wednesday, you only got eight hours. So right. you don't want to be just like putting everything in there. And that's what happens in projects all the time. And it's almost like this like super compressed version of a project, right? And this is all happening in one day. So there's the, you know, we have notions of feature creep and, 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 and designers and devs, they, they hate when, you know, kind of marketing turn up and say, ah, shit, now we need to like kind of incorporate and integrate this third-party services and 
all of a sudden your super simple product idea has become this like bloated monstrosity. And there's the, there's the danger that that could happen as well with storyboarding. So the user test flow stops that or helps stop that and curb that. And it also switches everybody's mind for the afternoon that we're here now to make a test of our ideas. So we kick storyboarding off with this user test flow exercise. Then we go out, then we go and get some fresh air, have some lunch, and then we all come back in and we settle down for storyboarding. And yeah, you're right. As we say, we've, we've also put a lot of thought into improving the, the storyboarding session because, um, all sorts of discussions can break out during storyboarding. You know, you've got four people from the customer and you've got four people from our side and everybody's really keen and they're coming up with new ideas and new content all the time. It's very easy to just think, ah, now that the sketches are done and we have a decision, it's very easy for people and teams to think, ah, the work is done now, you know, and everybody gets really excited and starts adding more stuff in. So I start running these things in these storyboarding sessions in three, three passes, I call them. And the first part there is very short. It's 15 minutes. And this is the first part. And and Jake talks about this in the book, but I just make it a very concrete, like almost section, you know, instead of it just being uh, something that like a recommendation that Jake says is like you would go through, you've got your cells on the wall and you would just go through and start cutting out the drawings like from the solution sketches and already like kind of put them into the cells. So you get yourself like a, a, a baseline to work from. Even if you have to redraw the UI in the cells, you just want to make sure that everybody on the team is still aligned with the ideas that have been chosen. Everybody's still on the same page, why we've chosen them. And the second thing is with the user test flow, you also know what things are in focus at different parts during the story. So the first 15 minutes is really me grabbing these user test flow post-its, sticking them in the cells in the right order, and then running around the room, cutting out the bits of the drawings and the sketches that reflect those kind of post-it notes um, where they're, where we're describing what happens in that screen. So that's the first pass. That's 15 minutes. And, and again, like the idea there is just to get everybody in the room like nodding at the end. It's like, okay, we're still on the same page. We're still happy with our decisions. We still understand why we're showing certain parts of these ideas to our customers to, to get our feedback. And, and then, we can, then we can move on to, to the second pass, which is a little longer. Uh, it's about 30, 35 minutes. And here, actually, then the artist, as, as, in, as Jake writes in the book, the artist then starts to kind of turn these, these solution sketches and these little cutouts into actual you know, like the comic book drawings about is, is, is if it's a UI, then we're really drawing the full UI and we're starting to go into detail based on what we've got. So like Jake mentions, you always want to be kind of not introducing new stuff and coming up with new stuff uh, in, during storyboarding because that's the fastest way to turn it, make it turn into a, into a, just to derail it and turn it into a little bit of a, a frustrating afternoon. But if you're working with everything that's already in the room and just saying, that's cool. If you've got a new idea, let's grab it. We've got a second week coming up, so we'll park it. And if, if we need it, we can come back to this um, once we've got information on these ideas right now. So we for sure don't you know, stifle our customers and we still want the creative thinking in there, but we just want to also limit that 
we've made a decision for a certain reason on these ideas. So let's test these first and get feedback on these first before we start introducing new things. So the second part of the storyboard really starts to take shape and come, come to life. You know, the UIs are in there. The key screens are starting to feel a little bit more tangible. And, you know, you've got the copy on the buttons and things like that are coming together. We start seeing, for instance, in onboarding, in our case, we've, we, we were, we were working on an onboarding sequence. So we're, you know, thinking about our characters and the storyline in that as well. And by the end of the second pass, um, you're really looking at like kind of the, the foundation of the storyboard, but I, I will still have a few asterisks over my storyboard to say, no worries. We didn't come to a clean answer on that through our short discussion. So I'm just going to put an asterisk on this and we'll come back to that in our third pass and we'll see what's still open. And that's where we get into the, you know, these very final details. So at the end of the second pass, I give everyone a short break, 10 minutes, get some a bit of air, a little bit of something to drink. And then when we come back for the third pass, and that's also about 30 minutes, um, then we're hopefully at the stage, and we were yesterday as well, um, exactly uh, on Tuesday, today, I guess I should be saying, um, we're at the stage that we are really finessing copywriting or we're adding you know, kind of little, uh, almost like instructions for the prototyping team for the next day. For instance, if we have animations or if there's any interaction design that we'd like to try to get into their prototype, then we would, then we would like finalize those details in the third pass. Make sure you tune in each day so you don't miss this sprint week. Such an incredible opportunity for product people. Rocketship.fm is now proudly part of the Podglomerate Network. So you can go to podglomerate.com to find more fantastic shows to listen to or stick around. We've got some after the credits. So we'll see you here every day this week on Rocketship FM.